Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. Here's a stoop story from Josh Riley about receiving gifts of all kinds with grace. So uh, there's something about um, the resilience uh, of getting the gift you didn't want, um, like maybe, or maybe getting the gift that like you asked for and asked for and asked for, but you never got. Um, there's like a certain like resilience um, and and good humor, sort of sense of humor that develops as a result of that. And um, you know, I think that's probably healthy for kids to develop. But um, but you know, sometimes you have more and more opportunities to develop it, and that was certainly true of my sister and I. Um, because contrary to what Jessica just said, um, sometimes women are really terrible gift givers. Um, <laughs> And in a sort of dynastic way, that was true of both my grandmother and my mother. Um, and uh, my grandmother was just just gave epically terrible gifts. Like uh, the, my favorite one is the gift she gave to my sister one year, which was a I almost wrote it down a fake gold plated heart shaped mother of pearl inlaid locket music box keychain. My sister is a badass. Like, this is not a gift that you give to somebody with, like, tattoos. And this was, it was so cutesy and pink, and it flipped open, and my grandmother would put a picture in there. I don't remember what song it played. And just so you could carry this abomination with you everywhere, it was a keychain, too. So that was a miss. That was a miss. That same year, I believe I got um, big, puffy, soft sculpture Budweiser slippers. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, look at me, right? There's very little of this, says Budweiser, maybe in this middle region. But for the most part, that is not me. The most amazingly bad gift that my grandmother ever ever gave me was um, Christmas morning, twinkle in my eye, spring in my step, come downstairs, and under the tree is a brown paper grocery bag with a bow on it. And inside, about three-quarters of the way full, were uh, catalogs. And my grandmother said, well, you know, every time you're here, you, like, spend a lot of time looking... She didn't sound like that, but you spend a lot of time looking at catalogs, and I... So I saved them up all year. (laughs) So, you know, I'm gracious. I was like, thanks, you know. But when you're, like, at alcoholic grandma's house, and there's not much to do and not much to eat, like... You kind of want to bury yourself in that Harriet Carter or that finger hut, you know? It's like, it's respite. So I kind of actually appreciated it, to be honest. Anyway, um, my mother also gave really terrible gifts. And uh, uh, the, the, the one that, there are two that really stand out. And one of them was the year she gave me a digital camera. Um, and this thing didn't have, I think she got it for free from like CompuServe or AOL or something. And this thing didn't have any internal storage. So, like, in order to take a photograph, you had to have it plugged into the computer. <laughs> and uh, and the, the cord, the cord that it came with was, like, iPhone length, like, <laughs> two feet max, right? And let me tell you that the, like, technological revolution of digital photography is a lot less exciting after, like, the 18th or 19th photograph of your desk. <laughs> uh, the last thing was my mother gave me this... Um, this box one year, and it was full of old kitchen utensils, like the paper-thin aluminum potato ricer and the, like, kind of zigzaggy potato masher, a little rusty, 
the hard plastic spatula with the like scorched and the edge is all melted, right? Or the all-time, everyone's favorite, the hand egg beater that's like great, more musical instrument than it is kitchen implement, right? And she literally said, well, I knew you were going to be going away to college and you would probably need to like set up a kitchen. And I also got a bunch of new ones for me. So it was sort of like... I know what's going through your heads. You're like, okay, he's kind of funny, but kind of an Like, it's the thought that counts, right? Like, it's the thought that counts, and we should just appreciate that. Well, what is it? You know, the, the bottom kind of falls out of that when you realize that, like, in the case of Grandma, the thought was like, this is for you, whoever you are. Give me a beer. And in the case of my mother, her gift-giving was, like, always about, like, it's either you or the garbage, or, or she gave the kind of gifts that were like, this is for you, but it's about me. <laughs> Those were epic. So when I would ever go visit her, right, I'd like call her and be like, I'm going to go come see you, blah, blah. She'd be like, oh, I have some things for you. And I don't know why. I fell for it every time. <laughs> I would go and she would have like a little stack of like a card that someone sent her to thank her for something that she'd done or like a a newsletter from the club she belonged to with like a little blurb about her, right? And she'd give them to me, not show them to me, give them to me. And I fell for it every time. I'd be like, oh my God, she's going to give me something. No, she's, no, no. The most uh, recent thing that my mother gave me was a plant. Um, and uh, it was an ivy plant that she gave me. I, um, I was living on the West Coast, and this crazy whirlwind of things happened. I, like, quit my job and got a new job and moved to the East Coast, and this all happened around the same time that I got tongue cancer. And I, I know, it's okay. So um, I, I moved back and hadn't seen her in years. You know, it had been, like, oh, I think four years almost since I'd seen her. And so I got back. I did the treatment. I was fine. I called her, and I was like, oh, you know, it's been a crazy whirlwind. I'm coming to visit you. And she was like, oh, good. I have something for you. <laughs> And I got excited. I mean, whatever. So I went there. I went to visit her that day. And she, um, you know, we were chatting and catching up. We had lunch, whatever. We went back to um, her place. And she produced this plant. And it was like, just like an ivy, English ivy plant or whatever. And she was like, I got this for you um, one day in the, I was at the Safeway. And I was almost done shopping, and I was, like, heading toward the checkout, and I was close to there, and I, it, like, caught my eye or whatever, and I grabbed it, and I put it in my cart, and um, I knew that if this plant lived, so would you. Uh, I said thanks, but in my head, I flashed to that moment with Dorothy in the castle and the witch there with the, like, hourglass with the red sand, you know, and she's like, see this? That's how long you've got to be alive, and it isn't long. (laughs) So, I graciously accept this plant. I'm, like, driving home. I'm giving it some vicious side eye, like, you better watch yourself, plant. I take it home. I put it on the mantle, and basically for the next year and a half, this was in 2011, for the next like year and a half, I kind of stalk this thing, or it stalks me. And I'm like, all right, all right, you know, I'm going to water it pretty dutifully. I'm going to, hopefully it's going to get enough sun or whatever, you know. 
And all the while, I'm like, thanks for putting my life in the hands of a grocery store floral aisle impulse buy cast-off. Thank you. Thanks. Finally... I realized that I just, I, it's like the burden is too great. And plus, I was like, I'm going to be brave and like take my life into my own hands. And um, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and, and do something with this ivy. It's just ivy, right? P.S. The whole, my whole backyard is overrun with ivy. It's taken over everything, pulling down trees. It's just like, thanks for the ivy, which you'd know if you ever came visit. Whatever. It's okay. So I decide I'm going to plant this ivy, take the bold step. We have a window box in the front, my um, partner and I. So I was like, all right, well, I'll plant the ivy. I plant the ivy in the window box, and I was like, all right, I hope this turns out okay, you know. (laughs) And I sort of watched it or whatever. This was sort of midsummer because it took a long time to get anything planted, whatever. So by the end of the summer, this this ivy plant had died. (laughs) And I kind of watched it, and I was trying to water it and make sure the sun got on it. No, no. So the the ivy plant died. But I'm here, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, So sorry to do this to you, but guess what? Mom died. Yeah, she did. But, you know, okay, so I get back from the hospital. It's been a terrible time. Um, I'm walking up the front stoop, and I'm catch this ivy out of my corner of my eye because I haven't had time to take it out or, you know, whatever. And I, like, sort of have this moment with this ivy where I'm like, you pesky, naughty ivy, like, what were you thinking? And in that moment, it made me realize that the greatest gifts I've ever been given are resilience and a sense of humor. And all of that came from my mother. That was a stoop story from Josh Riley about gifts that come in all forms. We have more information about the Stoop Storytelling series, including live events coming up, like the one Monday at Everyman Theater. The theme is Everybody Has a Story. It starts at 7 p.m. We have more information at the On the Record page, wypr.org. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Hope your weekend is tantalizing.